Our God is unchanging and good. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Well, my friends, we've made it to another Friday, and we have God to thank for that. Um, He is always faithful to see us through each week, and um, I hope that you look back on this week and you see His hand at work in your life, present, leading and guiding you through the circumstances of every day and the challenges and situations that you encountered. Um, I was like pausing on Friday just to reflect on God's goodness Uh, through the challenges of the week that we're leaving behind. Um, Sometimes the challenges are good challenges. Sometimes they're not so good. (laughs) But God is faithful either way. We're moving on today in James chapter 1. We started a fresh study this week in the New Testament letter of James. And uh, we're already uh, diving into uh, the wonderful teachings and uh, highly applicable teachings of James' writing. Today we're going to be looking at verses 16 through 18 and uh, finishing sort of the first half of chapter 1 as we close out our week together. But before we get into the Word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we come before you today hungry to hear from heaven. Lord, we we come to study your Word, Lord God, um, with anticipation and expectation We know that your word is active and alive. We trust, Lord God, that you speak and work through your word to bring about um, your desired transformation in us. Your spirit is alive and active through every uh, sentence of scripture. And we give you thanks, Lord God, that you're faithful to use it to the maximum benefit of our growth and grace. Father, we pray that you would tune our ears to the sound of your voice today, that we would be truly present in this moment as we study your word together. Speak through your word, powerful truths into our lives, uh, and help us to apply those things as your your spirit leads us. And we give you thanks, Lord God, for these teachings and uh, for this time together. In your name we pray, amen. All right, my friends, here is James chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. James writes, Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of all he created. James begins in verse 16 by telling them to be aware. It's a bit of a warning. He's getting them on the edge of their seats. He says, don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. You want to you wanna question who it is that's providing the good things in your life? You want to wonder about the source of those things? Uh, many people look to themselves <laughs> as the source of all the good and all the benefit and all the blessing in their lives. They think their hard work and their achievements are the responsibility for the good that's in their lives, for the wealth that they've attained, for uh, the things that they have. Um, but James is so clear in reminding us, he says, don't fool yourselves, modern translation, <laughs> my friends. Uh, the good stuff 
that's rolling into your life is not about anything you've done. The source of that good, the source of those wonderful gifts is from above. Those are heavenly gifts, and they come down to you from the Father of heavenly lights. God is the God who who placed every star in the sky. He's the Father of heavenly lights. If he tells the stars to twinkle, they twinkle. If he tells them to dim, they dim. Uh, he has absolute sovereign sway over the universe. And the good that is in your life, the good that you're experiencing, is gifted to you um, from the Father who created the universe And those things come down to you. In other words, you are in the receiving line of those good blessings. You are a recipient of those good blessings. You did not generate that good on your own. It's not because you've done something so marvelous or that you're so talented and gifted. It is because God has provided well for you. So don't be fooled by thinking the good life that you're living is is something that you are responsible for alone. The good life that you're living is 100% um, because God loves you and he is lavish in his generosity toward those who he loves and toward those who love him. And so the good that we receive is 100% a direct benefit of God's blessing in our lives. Um, And then he says something interesting in the second part of verse 17. He says, this God, who is the giver of every good thing, who is the father of all the universe, he's the creator of all the universe, every star in the sky is at his beck and call. Uh, This same God does not change like shifting shadows. Now, I don't know about you, my friends, but I don't have a single relationship in this earthly life that is not subject to changing opinions, (laughs) changing commitments, changing attitudes. Um, Human beings are fickle. And even at our best, our level of commitment wanes in comparison to God's commitment to us. Um, God's most simple commitment to us to put breath in our lungs, uh, to uh, put the sun in the sky, the things that he does so simply. (laughs) Um, and, And yet he blesses us with far more than the most simple gifts that we receive every single day. He's utterly committed to us and God does not change. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is unchanging God. And that means his nature and character don't change. Who God is does not change one bit, no matter uh, the changes that are going on in the world, the changes that are going on in our world, our personal lives. God does not change. He is the same. He is unchanging God. His opinions about us don't change. His commitments to us don't change. His promises don't change. And James wants us to be aware that God is not like this fickle world that we live in and the fickle commitments of the people in our lives. God does not change like shifting shadows, and we can bank on that truth. James goes on to say, this same God chose to give us birth through the word of truth. We see from the creation account in Genesis that God spoke everything that is into existence, and that includes us. He spoke us into existence. He breathed his own breath into our lungs. 
in uh, John chapter 1, it talks about Jesus' role in creation. Uh, John describes Jesus as the logos, the word that was present at the creation of the world. It was the word, that Jesus is the word that God spoke everything into existence through. And he spoke us into existence through that same word of truth that we might be kind, a kind of first fruits of all that he created. Now that's kind of a language that talks about that we are sort of the pinnacle of God's creation. We are the we are the the highest achievement of God's creation. Yes, the earth and all of the beauty of the earth and the animals and the vegetation, but human beings are kind of first fruits of all that he created. We're the pinnacle. Uh, we're the masterpiece. God is so very proud of us and he loves us, desperately, desperately loves us and wants to know each of us personally in a real and personal relationship. It is his great desire and he chose to give us birth. We have breath in our lungs. We have life today because God chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That word that he spoke us into existence through. Every baby that's being born goes through that process of God ultimately knitting them together in their mother's womb, speaking their life into existence, intending their soul to exist. And what a beautiful thing that is. And does that not create a sense of purpose within us when we know that our creator lovingly intended our life to exist? God put you here for a purpose. Now, I think it's regrettable that many, many people spend their entire earthly existence completely disconnected from any sense of true purpose in this life. But God has created you with intention and created you with and for purpose. Now, I would ask you if you're aware of what God's purpose for your life is. And if you're not aware of God's specific purpose for your life, I would, I would challenge you to spend some time in prayer. Spend some time journaling in, in your prayer closet with the Lord and asking Him to reveal your purpose to you because you are not here by mistake and He intends every moment of your life to be used for His godly purposes. The psalmist says in Psalm 139 that all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. That means that God has created your life so carefully, every moment of your life with intention, he alone knows when the clock will expire. And he has things that he intends your life to accomplish for the kingdom while you are here. That you are a unique witness, a unique representation of Christ to the world. And I pray that you find your purpose as you press into Jesus and as you seek him out. He will faithfully reveal it to you. All right, my friends, what a great teaching, and I'm challenged by it as we go into the weekend. I do pray that God will continue to inspire you with these words and challenge you with these words. And I also pray that you'll have some times of rest and recreation this weekend that will rejuvenate your soul. God bless. Have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you again on Monday. Take care.